Welcome back to Crossing Phase, where a Christian and a Muslim talk religion and politics fearlessly and hopefully sometimes less aggravating than, than others. Uh, John Pena joins me from upstate New York, um, very nearby his, his coffee and pastry shop. And uh, I mention that even though he's in the, in the midst of uh, observing Ramadan. And I'm coming to you from out, just outside Nashville in a semi-rural Wilson County. Fella. The, definitely, definitely the pork bell around here for sure. Um, so, uh, but John and I wanted to get on today and talk about something we found pretty interesting and uh, prompted by an article in National Review uh, by AEI visiting scholar Michael Brendan Doherty, and uh, it's the title of the piece is "The Problem of Non-Theological Religion." And I know that got some of John's brain juices flowing, and uh, we wanted to banter about this a little bit today. So, John, what's happening? Well, first, I think we need to start with the public service message. (laughs) In order to increase the vaccinations across the country, Pfizer and Moderna and all these these companies that made all this money off the vaccine need to offer those big a piece like a piece of this uh, like a sandwich from like the you know the same ones you get the football the, the super bowl parties those big wedges they yeah. need to have those sandwiches at the vaccine place and if you said you get a vaccine and you get a piece of sandwich everybody would get vaccinated yeah period am i wrong i i don't think you're wrong i mean Krispy Kreme has been doing the donut version of that uh, basically and uh you know why why not give a little incentive right and you get a like you said you get a cookie or something or a sucker when you give blood like what's uh, you're what, not, like, you're what not giving blood it, it, it doesn't have the same uh same physiological effect i'm sure um yeah, they make you sit versus... for 15 minutes because i'm not sure yeah. you're gonna explode True. and burst into flames might, might as well have a sandwich while you're waiting <laughs> listen i would like to say i got my vaccine and you want to know what? Twenty five years ago, but I tell you right now, I don't want it. the vaccine was great, but the sandwich was delicious. <laughs> I mean, why can't why can't things be joyous? Why does everything have to be some kind of rigmarole without joy? Yeah, yeah. So, anyways, that's okay. my public service All message. Right. Public service announcement: Serve sandwiches <laughs> with the vaccinations; numbers will increase. Feed, feed them, and they will come. It's it, just it, it, it speaks to it, Matthew's comment at the beginning of trying to get through what are these conversations without getting frustrated? Cause right now he's, you're, 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 you're at level six. I'm not at level yeah. six yet. I may be at a level two. We, have, we haven't gone too long in beyond the <laughs> intro of the program yet. Uh, but Hey, what, what could be more unifying across Abrahamic phase than a uh, little, little food and hospitality. Right. So I'm all for that. And uh, what you traditionally call your, 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 it's more Bobka diplomacy, right? It is Bobka diplomacy. Uh, you know, delicious you little pastries. Yeah, delicious little pastries uh, from the Jewish tradition uh, served served up to uh, get people talking uh, in a congenial manner. Why not? Why not vaccines? So, John, you read this article. You got all excited about talking about atheism and the existence of God. What do you want to start with this? Well, I mean, I, I just think it makes a really good argument about how we... we uh, interact with each other when it comes to debates and I'll read the first sentence or the, that's like the second sentence or something. It says, uh, you know, when interests, uh, what interests Deborah, which is this guy that that wrote this thing, 
is is that often liberal and and Christian liberals and Christians engage in debates with new atheists by specifically avoiding any theological argument, right? Yeah. And I think that that's an interesting statement uh, because we don't get into the theology. We're we're afraid sometimes to talk about theology. I mean, you and I talk with theology quite a bit, and. And of course, we we go back and forth. And most famously, my my Pauline business. You know, I I, I I just can't I can't get past Pauline. And then we get into the Trinity, the, the Pauline stuff. And then it's you like how now I'm speaking about him in the feminine. I can't get past Pauline. Um, so and then uh, on top of that, it's not, it's not it's not the feminine. It's the adjective. It's the adjective version of you know Paul the Pauline epistles. The the Pauline, Pauline epistles. Yeah. And, but I, when I'm saying I can't get modifier. past Pauline, is, yeah. is I think I think. All right, keep going. Go back to Du Bois. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's like hate crime adjacent, so it's not. We're not. You know, I think we're we okay for this podcast. So and then, uh, but you and I talk a lot about theology when it comes to how we we view, you know, our cosmological view and how the theology behind our faiths point in different direct in in specific directions and how that may or may not be agreeable points to us. And we have, I mean, because we're Abrahamic, there's a lot of agreeing, agreeing points. But I think that the, the 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 idea of what I got out of this quote is, is that does, does God exist? And maybe we should just discuss, does God exist? And what do you, like what your view is and what my view is and what does God exist? And we can kind of just go from there because I think I find most atheists have, are either religiously against religion or um, most atheists are have a whole rigmarole of, of life of elements in their life that that can be religion adjacent, right? So it's very difficult to be an atheist if you're culturally Muslim or Christian or so forth because you've grown up in the in that that mindset or culturally Hindu. It doesn't matter what, and it's hard to break from those those those, those that world. I mean, that's why you know I've embraced my faith you know, holy. I mean, I've gone around, not to every, every faith, but I've, I tried to look into faiths very, very passionately to see why I would differ from them. It's not like I didn't try to experience or walk through of some, of some of the faiths that, that are around me um, without necessarily converting this, you know? Sure. So. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's, that's, kind of, that's part of the, part of the project that, that a lot of people often have trouble with, or I'm not sure we cultivate really, um, broadly at a young age is the, the, the ability to, to hold others beliefs as possible, right. While not adopting them as your own. Right. Yeah, I mean, um, my mother, and I, I think, um, I think you and I both have a lot of experience having done that and tried that. And, uh, to a lot of people, a lot of people in conservative circles, uh, or particularly fundamentalist circles, like there's there's really not a category for that, right? So if you, yeah, if you spend difficult. too much time studying or learning about yeah. uh, ideas and philosophies that conflict with your own, the assumption is that there's a danger that you're going to adopt that um, right. as your own, and you're either kind of syncretize it or it's going to displace your your original convictions. And uh, I think I think unless unless we you know train younger people in in whatever our congregations are uh, to be able to have that that intellectual and frankly heart capacity to be like okay I'm going to listen to John here uh, and see what he has to believe he has to say and what he believes on issues X Y and Z including theology right um, I have to be able to to kind of 
from my view, to love love a neighbor, you kind of have to have the the capability to imagine uh, what it would be like to believe what you believe, right? And what what are the assumptions, right? What are the assumptions for that? And what are the implications, right? If I decided to believe uh, like you believe, you know, what kind of implications does that hold for my life, right? And I, you can do the same thing, right? Um, and but I can do that and go right back to be like, no, I think. I think my Christian faith in, in this case is, is still sound and uh, I'm not going to disrupt that. Um, but I think there's a, in our current kind of polarized environment, I think we see a lot of that, that kind of inability to kind of empathize. Really. Well, we walk I, with it's, this it's in a strange kind of, path. You know, it's we, kind of like a not... cognitive empathy or an intellectual empathy. I mean, you take it outside the religion space uh, in the partisan political space, right? Democrats and Democrats and Republicans are are often want to listen to the other side and consider the claims of polar opposites. So it's not just a religion issue, right? Yeah, I mean, we you have to walk over a strange line, right? So you know, we we have the free, we free freedom to believe. We advocate for the freedom to believe, the freedom to not believe, the freedom to change and choose, right? As religious freedom advocates, so it doesn't matter uh, in in many respects, you know, who who and what you believe in or what you don't believe in. Um, but that does not change how we look at our faith. Uh, my mother is famous for saying, when you're, when I was a kid, you know, when you're at so-and-so's house, you're Jewish. When you're at so-and-so's house, you're, you're Catholic, or you're an Eastern Orthodox, or you're that, when you, my mother always used to say that. So it was kind of weird. It was kind of like this pass, this passport to walk into someone's house and to have that suspension of disbelief where you're participating in um, and what comes to mind is like the Friday prayer at my friend's house when he was Jewish. They were doing the Friday prayer to, to engage the Sabbath, right? Um, or the uh, I can't, what is, what's the what's the what's the Saturday for Jewish for the Jewish community? Sabbath, right? Is it the Sabbath okay? Yeah. So um, Shabbos, you're, I think okay. Shabbos. Okay. I think it's yeah. word that. Okay. So you're, you're the Friday. You're the Friday people. They're the Sunday Saturday people, and and I'm the Sunday people. It's all the same beach, different pond. Uh, same pond, different beach. Okay, it really is. Like, I, I mean, you could have one place of worship. This is the thing that gets me. You could have one place of worship that is used Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Done. Maybe. Depends Why on the participating phase. Why do we need all this stuff? All right, so there's too many buildings. So, so, so this is Judge J.T.'s war on, on religious buildings. Focus, and focus, John. Atheism. So... <laughs> No, but I think it's because here's the other side of it is, is that <clears throat> it's it, the, the reason why we're talking about specifically atheists is this article, right? So we're not, I'm not like target. So the problem yeah, is, sure. is that, is that, you know, here we have, uh, we get the, the, this, the, there's this theological conversation of whether or not God is, is exists. And you and I do engage in this all the time, but we don't get into whether he exists. We usually get into the minutiae of our faiths and, and I start, you know, freaking out about the verses of the Bible and the translations of the Bible and then all the different words and, you know, the Trinity pops up, you know, a couple uh, centuries later. What are we doing with this thing? So, but when, but we don't get into the fundamental question. And the fundamental question is, does God exist? And from your cosmological view and my cosmological view, I thought it might be interesting. And I don't know if I've ever asked you that question because I just assume that we think God exists because we're people of faith. Yeah. So what would you like, where, where do you begin and end 
and don't say because he's the light. Like I can't. Don't start with please don't. I, can't. Like, don't, I don't want to use slogans right now. I'm talking about. You, know, you, you don't. You don't want for me all the stuff that you get from the Gnostic Gospels that you've been reading. I love this. It's it is. It's like I've got a lot of Jesus books here. I've got Gnostic. I got I got the Eastern Orthodox. Of course, I've got the Roman Catholic business. But I've got some really great books here. But it is like a little. It's like a multi faith madrasa in this place. I, <laughs> I had a meeting in my office and my friend was a friend and colleague was like, what, uh, what, uh, what's going on in here? You know, I was like, what are you talking about? Like yeah. your library says, says that you're all over the map. Are you, are you having a crisis of faith? I go uh, quite the contrary. I said, this is my business. I swim in these waters. So I'm not sure. I always try to keep up to speed on what's going on and what these theories are. The Gnostic gospels are really interesting. I'll, I'll give you that much, but we, yeah. that's a show in itself. And I don't so, know if there are Gnostics up there, but let's start with the fundamental question, not whether you're Christian or this or that or whatever it is. Let's just talk about the fundamental question. Does God exist? Yeah. Well, clearly I believe that. Um, As far as like how I would explain it, um, we'll try to try to keep it as short and uh, succinct as possible. Um, I start with the idea that we have one of two different universes. It's either one with a God or one without a God or one with a deity. We could call right. it a deity, you know, kind of unidentified. Either there's a creator being out there or there's not. These are And I love that terminology two... because it reminds me of D&D when you say deity. <laughs> Sorry, just going to tell you right now. Okay. Um, so we have, we have two basic options on the table, right? Uh, right? A completely naturalist universe or completely material universe in which there is no supernatural or a universe in which there is a supernatural. And uh, I... Um, based on a host, not one single piece of evidence, right? We, often in philosophy and, and apologetics, there's talk of proofs of God. Um, but in our contemporary context, we also hear, we all often hear the word proof as a completely settled, uh, you know, piece of evidence or something. Um, when that's really not traditionally what, um, you know, proofs of the existence of God are, are intended to do, right? Uh, one, one individual proof or piece of evidence, um, may be, may or, you know, maybe may convince you or may not. The idea right. is the, it's the sum total of an array of, of evidences, um, that point you to believe that there is that there is a believer. Um, so, so give me three evidences. Give me three of your that you say. Like I'll give you an example. Talking with a friend of mine, Catholic. He's like Fatima, the the Lady of Fatima, because Mary showed up in the sky in the in Fatima, Spain. Okay, South America, wherever that okay. is. I think it's Spain. So yeah. and he was like that was that's he's like there, thousands of people saw Mary, and it happened. And okay. he was like, "There we go." He was like, "That so was a, that would be a mir- kind of a miraculous, um, yeah, miraculous he, occurrence with eyewitnesses, right?" Right. Um, and yeah, so so I think you you know that to me is, is kind of a step beyond where where I'm where my head goes. Um, I think because that gets into revelation or kind of meaning, not the book of Revelation, meaning the revelation of a deity to. Humanity, right. the revealing right. of the of revealing, some, right? Like um, you know, you get to see a corner, but not the whole room. Yeah, right. And so I'm gonna, but I'm gonna start before that because I think that's a, kind of in addition to that's kind of after um, the natural world, which I think ha- contains a lot of evidence um, that there's a creator being. Uh, I think I think you see design in the world um, from uh, from uh, you know things that are not 
visible to the naked eye in, in, in kind of atomic level stuff and micro, you know, molecular level design. Um, the, the, the fact that, uh, the fact that we can do science, right. The fact that we can do things like create vaccines and send people to the moon and send people to the, uh, the space station, the way we've done recently. Um, the fact that we can do that and make, you know, pretty good, uh, sense of the world and explore and things are relatively predictable, like, you know, math, uh, indicates to me, uh, that the, the idea of random creation, um, from nothingness or even from existing, even if you want to grant, you know, if you want to give, give atheists, you know, leeway and say that material existed, um, the idea that, uh, randomness creates anything, um, uh, mean, you know, meaningful and, and positive and right. And kind of that develops in a, you could call it's an it interesting positive, argument right? because right? the, it, 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 <clears throat> Believe in, in science, atheists that believe in science and, and put stuff into the scientific method and that's a, they always say okay apply the scientific method to religion and it doesn't wash out but you're saying that the science existence of science demonstrates because it's order right yeah it, it, I mean, the, fa- it, the fact that you have scientific method and that it works right that you that you can do something with the scientific method indicates to me there is order in the universe uh, and order uh, I have yet to hear an argument or compelling uh, proof, uh, compelling evidence that, that, you know, randomness, uh, uh, develops into anything at all. Right. Um, I think that's, you know, it's, it's like having a bunch of letters and, uh, you know, alphabet soup or whatever. Um, and you've thrown them on the floor and then like creating letter, creating words, right. Uh, you might get a word or two. I've never seen the Blackwell ghost. Right. What's the, it's a Blackwell Ghost is a five part series about a guy who's investigating ghosts. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> and he puts so, he puts uh, the Scrabble words on the board on the table and the ghost throws the table up. Yeah. And over like four or five times. Okay. And then it spells out a code. Okay. So but he, but but you kind of prove my point. There's an intelligence that's doing the spelling. But that's right? what I'm saying. Like um, you know, so, I, I'm making the meta, I'm making the analogy or no, you're, the parallel making, for you. Yeah, yeah, from the from the ghost world. Uh, but I think the fact that you have, you know, we have, you know, DNA that's decoded. That it's, you know, it's literally a language you can observe. Um, that you have, you know, you know, atoms and molecules and all that kind of stuff, and it, you know, it's predictable, right? Uh, and it's uh, always this is a surprising answer. I'll just be honest with you. I'm pretty surprised. Why, why are you surprised? Science. You know, and I'm, I'm, and, I'll, and I'm just going to say, normally sure. when we talk about stuff, because I'm, uh, that's where I'm at. I'm, I, you know, when I say, and everybody asks me proof of God, I was like, we've got nine dimensions. I think they found 13 now. We know of the existence of nine dimensions. And I am completely okay with interdimensional beings interacting with us. And that explains okay. God. <laughs> okay. Okay. Done. Done. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well- yeah, well, we're you know, I think I think you the question is the existence of God, right? I think if you if if the to go beyond that to go into Revelation and the Bible and and what we can learn about God, like how do we know about God, right? Is is it is it is it the the God that I believe in within Christianity and yes, Pauline doctrine, or is it the God that you believe in, um, uh, right from the Quran, uh, or is it right? Or is it, or is it not, or do all, all the Abrahamic phase have it wrong 
and it's something more like Hinduism or Buddhism or Taoism, right? Um, right. Well, we covered this but, in the you know, I think, Real episode with the with what yeah, we talked about a little bit about this, but I th- I think you have to start with the you know the material versus you know metaphysical world conversation if we're talking about proofs of God. Um, I forget I'm I'm forgetting on the fancy word for it, but it's basically the idea of the uh, uh, how um, how Earth is uniquely designed or uniquely compatible. I'll even take away the word designed, but it, it's uniquely, co- yeah, it's uniquely uh, conducive to human beings, right? Yeah, the green, that it's like you, the green zone you don't get the, it. You don't get it on Mars. You don't right. get it on. We're in that uh, sweet spot from the sun. And there's, yeah. there's, there's, you know, there, there's, it's the green zone. So we're allowed to, right. because it, it makes the temperature right. right it, because the, the, the rays in the sun don't scorch yeah. the earth and all that business. And we're in the unique spot. Yeah. The argument, how, how, you know, is that there's billions of galaxies out there, and that there's probably a number of Earths, even though we have an Earth-like zones in sure. some of those galaxies. That that would mean that just by the numbers, just by the math that you say, um, would would demonstrate in a, the existence of other beings. And would religion evolve there like it evolves there? Like, do they have like? 17 star systems away in a a place like earth. And let's just assume that, you know, for, for just for the period, just for this conversation that human beings or human, like humanoid people are there. Did they have a Jesus? Right. And you know, like that's, yeah, we're not, we're not, we're not even getting into the talk about, you know, potentially extraterrestrial uh, um, beings. I'm just talking about the, the notion and the possibility of, of human life um, or, you know, any kind of most developed biological life here on earth, just within the solar system. uh, But you can extend it to just our, just extend it to our galaxy, but even within our solar system, the idea that that's, that's so precise like if the earth stopped spinning at its proper at its current speed in any variation we we <laughs> every we would all die but but, right? but see, uh, how, the sun warms and then, of that 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 shows that the majority of the world is the majority of the the galaxy is dead in air quotes and yeah. then the the randomization is unique and only for that for for in the the yeah. you know our think, organ, or, or, and I th- and I think the randomization argument is 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 bunk and there's no there there i mean that that takes a, as much of a leap of faith as my belief in god if not more because right. you can't <laughs> right i mean the um so do you believe it, it, he, it it's possible even, like like so to me i think the, the existence of i so physics it's so you talk about how there's different bubbles and each one of these bubbles is a dimension. And because it's on this sort of ripple wave that the dimensions could intersect with each other and beings from a higher dimension, right? The fifth dimension, sixth dimension, seventh dimension can intersect with our world. And that would be, you know, maybe, you know, that would, that would, that that's, that's something that's, that's elaborated from science, verified, you know, theoretically through science, and I know it's, I'm using theoretically, yeah, but yeah. it's there, yeah, yeah. but interdimensional a, beings could be our prophets, right? Interdimensional well, beings could be God. 
Well, I think I think it's important to think you just made. You're you're looking at some theoretical, uh, you know, scientifically viable theoretical uh, proofs. Um, I'm looking at like the physical world, right? I think because I think that's to to prove to somebody that uh, multiple dimensions exist. I think that's a whole that that in and of itself is a kind of metaphysical um, argument. And uh, I'm just saying, look look at the physical world. I think there's plenty here um, that examples. Um, that there's that there's a designer right the question then beyond that is what can we if if we assume um or agree or at least you know caveat for the sake of argument that there is a deity you know what can we know about the deity and how right um and i think you can you there's some and so this is even within christianity there's this is the debate um between what they call general revelation which is evidence in the physical world um, from God and uh, evidence says that we can see God exists. Uh, and to what extent can we know about the biblical God um, from the physical world is general revelation um, versus, you know, direct revel- divine revelation, direct revelation um, as found in his scripture and in the person of Jesus Christ and, and prophets. Right. Um, and so that, is a set that that then is an additional argument, um, and I do think that um, I'd welcome to hear any pushback from everybody, but I think that that's a separate conversation, right? And so the the divine or the direct revelation get uh, then at that point gets it out of the scientific method because you're asking a different question. You're asking a question of history, and you're asking a question of human testimony, um, and and yes, the miraculous, uh, and all of those things are they're just a fundamentally different. Um, uh, version of, you know, kind of in, inquisitive, you know, questioning uh, and investigation than the scientific method, because what do you have with the scientific method? You have stuff that's repeatable, right? <laughs> uh, it's re- repeatable and testable. And you don't have that with claims of history. Uh, that's well, not just a religious thing. It's not not to say you, there's not there's not a scientific, not, not to say there aren't scientific approaches to doing history. Um, clearly within, you know, uh, researching documentations and archaeology and all that kind of stuff there are scientific method within that but as far as testing of historical events and and repeating the miraculous right we don't have opportunity to do that uh, it's so an it, interesting it, argument you're saying we exist therefore god it got, got, that demonstrates god exists you know the, well, the world exists yeah. I and mean, it's a really interesting argument because it because because I mean, I mean i'm cutting it down to yeah sure we exist i'll let you i'll let you oversimplify it it's okay. It's, it patronize me as much you want, but it's, it's like it's a good, it's a really good argument, though. You're, you're saying because we exist, and because there is the demonst- there's you can demonstrate that there's non-existence in in it that's that's plentiful all over the place. It's not randomized. It's very exact, and and our existence, the the in, and our our ability to navigate the sciences within this world and utilize that those. Uh, um, um, the systems that are in place that aren't the way which what you're claiming are not randomized, like math, for example, is it is demonstrates the existence of God. Yeah. It's, it's, I, it's, I'm, I'm the more I, the older I get, the more I think about these things, the more I read, I, I'm just, I'm more and more suspect of the, the claim of randomization and that it leads to anything. Uh, if anything, we, we recognize that time and uh, time and randomness leads to decay. 
yeah. uh, broadly speaking, right? Our 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 bodies will decay unless we are help you know take care of them. Uh, and there's all sorts of evidences um, that uh, randomizations and, and the hands off kind of approach leads leads to decay. Um, uh, and not it does not lead to life uh, and creation uh, in any positive way, and I have yet to be convinced otherwise. Um, if if I'm if I can be convinced of randomization that leads to anything, um, you know I think this is especially true in evolutionary biology. Um, I'm I'm not I'm not going to you know I'm not going to smack uh, evolutionary biology over the head. Uh, with my Bible and say, therefore, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to look at evolutionary biology on its own terms. Um, and I think it's really, really weak, uh, as far as the idea of, of, of species to species evidence for species to species, um, uh, uh, you know, evolution. Um, clearly there's plenty of evidence where creatures have adapted and evolved, um, in, in certain ways and behavior and characteristics and all that kind of stuff. But like, I'm sorry, uh, <laughs> uh, a, a frog embryo is always going to be a frog and a pig embryo is always going to be a pig. Uh, there's like, there is, you know, talk about the missing link. Like I have yet to see any evidence, any compelling evidence of, of a real missing link, um, that makes any kind of meaningful, you know, evolutionary, uh, jump or leap or step from from one kind of creature to another i just don't think it's there on on its own terms i mean they have a really long lineage of the evolution from it goes all even when you know whenever we say where's the missing link they're still going back through and it's still i mean there there's i think there will always be a gap you know because we there's only so much evidence you can pull out of the ground but you know, my argument for the existence of God is multiple dimensions, interdimensional beings are talking to us. Different people are interacting from their, from their perspective of these interdimensional beings. And that's where uh, you get different religions from, you know? Uh, and of uh, course, as a, okay. you know, when, and then if you get somebody like Paul who doesn't interact with the interdimensional being other than, you know, stubbing his toe on the road to, to, to Damascus, um, I think then you can make up whatever you want and then everything goes awry. He he claimed he he claimed and had witnesses to an interaction with the risen Jesus Christ. If I, if, and if I, and I all can, of Jesus' apostles and he hung out with a bunch of immediately after he spent like probably a year or more hanging out with the apostles who lived with Jesus and they did and they believed the guy. And only Paul, only Peter went was like, I'll take the money and I'll 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 back you. Only Peter said that. And they went deep into Rome. The whole, I, I mean, just, whole, there's, a whole orbit, there's a whole orbit of, of folks. I just don't buy it. I just don't buy it at all. So, okay, let's, let's like you said, we're, let's talk the, the Paul argument. The, 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 uh, the unknown author of Hebrews was not Paul, but probably really tight in Paul's circle. Yeah, it, would have, it was Paul telling the guy what to write because he needs somebody to write an argument to back his claim. It's nonsense. <laughs> it's nonsense. It's harmonizes with all the rest of scripture that but that's but you but it doesn't matter if it harmonizes with the rest of scripture because we don't know the authors we know a lot of the authors we know a lot of the the names that are on the books that claim to be the authors because you have to somehow legitimize super super common a super common method in ancient literature I, I mean josephus put his name on it you see what i'm saying 
Sure. So did Paul. He put it in I, Paul. Well, Paul would, of course, you know, Paul, Paul isn't, you know, Luke, he was Luke creating did. religion. So he had, okay, let's not, let's, you know, we're going to go down this road. And, and, and like I said, we can I gotta swap. Hey, you, you keep tripping over it. I'm going to swap back every time. I'm not tripping over. I just, I just, you can't, like Paul is, t- is tough because there's just no, it's, anyway, it, it's a really about the- good, it's a really good op. It's, it's a really good con op if, if, if you, if you, you wait until, until you actually can, the, the profit's gone. And you can say, I'm talking to him directly, you know, and and because your power base is within Rome, you can then intimidate anybody to come along with you, which is essentially what happens. And there's you, you, you have a really a very different reading of the New Testament than I do. And of the book of Acts. <laughs> we should, and you know, and of the biographies of all the apostles who ended up jailed and crucified. But but somehow are wielding this cultural power as a mi- as a minority cult in in ancient Rome. It's it's I think I think there was a struggle between the Jewish Jesus movement and and the the Gentile Jesus movement. And I oh think no the, question. And no I think question. the Gentile Jesus movement won out. And what ended up happening was a co opting of the Jewish Jesus movement into a very um, Roman religion that tied into both what was existing at the time and what were the traditions that were co-opted into the Roman empire. And there's a lot of proof associated with that. That, what, what, that, that little, that little uh, motif that you spelled out there. I think that, that I think uh, historically speaking, culturally speaking, I think there's a lot of truth to that. Yeah. Uh, I, there's, I, you know, I think you know, there's a number of points in the New Testament where, um, uh, and again, not, 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 not to trigger you again with his name, but Paul's counseling local churches uh, how to navigate the relationship between Jewish believers and yeah. non-Jewish and Gentile believers. So that, like yeah, that conflict Peter very much a was a thing. That, yeah, P- Peter yeah. different. And so there were you had you had struggles within within the apostles about how to navigate that. Uh, and I think I think you know I think historically, yeah, historically speaking, I think you you are right. I think that the, to the extent that kind of the, the Gentile community ended up kind of dominating um, uh, a lot of a lot of Christianity and, and early Christianity and beyond. I think there's a lot of truth to that. I think where we would disagree, however, of course, is, is theologically speaking. Like like who's uh, is there is the Jewish. Uh, the, the Jewish Jesus followers, um, how much difference is there between um, what you, you know, the Gentile followers and how that split and, you know, that kind of thing. So I think you're, you're right that that was a conflict. And uh, I think historically, culturally speaking, I think you're, you're, you're pretty right. right. And so I think it's a, it's a stain. And I think a lot, a lot of we Christians um, probably don't dwell enough on the, on the, <clears throat> I think on the sadness of that, of that point that, uh, that the Christian faith uh, kind of so departed um, or that, that the Jewish early Jewish believers and early Christian believers uh, didn't, didn't bring more Jewish believers with them. Right. Uh, On the other hand, there, there are, there are some that might make a theological argument that this was always, this was all, that was always going to happen. It wasn't the, the ultimate trajectory of, of God's kingdom 
was always going to include Gentiles uh, and that Jews were a part of that and the starting point for that. Uh, but it was always going to be about more than just the Jews. I, I appreciate but you that's, saying that's that. A, like, that's, a, that's a spicy meatball, all of that. It is. It is. It is. Well, we can get into, like I said, I will bring in some scholars and stuff. Well, now we've been gabbing you and I about this stuff. But So God exists. So, so, so let me press back on you a little bit. So when you were talking about uh, multiple dimensions and that kind of stuff, kind of what I hear, I hear me kind of uh, arguing a, a, a proofs of the existence of a deity or some deities. Uh, what I kind of hear you talking about the you know, interaction with uh, – multiple prophets and you're it sounds to me like you're trying to establish or kind of give an apologetic to your a, a pure a pluralist view of religion right which means uh we have we have an array we have a variety a diversity of religious phase where does that come from right is, does that do i hear what you're saying did, well what, i i you saying that like because i i'm gonna look at it as more of a of a human diversity history kind of thing, but it sounds to me, correct me if I'm wrong. You're, it sounds to me like you're, you're wondering if there's like a metaphysical justification or explanation for why there are so many religious faiths. Is that oh, what I hear right. you saying? So, so the Quran first chapter of the Quran, actually within the first like four paragraphs of the Quran, it just basically says like, this is it. <laughs> and right. you, you know, this is basically what it says. So let's just talk about from a theological standpoint. It's just basically said, this is it. All right. And um, there's going to be a lot of people that don't believe, that don't get it. And that's on them. And this is really going to be really easy. We're just going to walk you through in broad strokes what's going on here. And, of course, it's 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 very similar in many respects to the it is the Abrahamic tradition. So it says there are prophets, there's God, this, you know, this is what happens. There's a lot, you know, and all this is transpired and, and it's, it's easy to believe because God exists. And so there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of Muslims that, uh, or Muslim sort of theology that's out there that says, okay, um, you know, I'm going to have the classical argument of the existence of God is that it's true. And it's out there and you need to believe, right? So that's, that's, that's essentially what is, 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 is like the, is, is the, the general argument, right? Is that God exists because the, the word of God exists in the Quran and Abrahamic lineage justifies it. And the, and the prophet, the prophet, you know, peace be upon him, his family was there, right? Um, and, and professed the, the word, didn't focus on himself, focused on what the process was to, uh, adhere to Islamic principles and to submit. And as long as you follow this, there is a place for you uh, within the, uh, the the traditions that are set out forth and to, I'm using your terms, to be saved, to have, to be one with, with God, right? So that's essentially the, the, the like number one argument in Islam is that it is what it is. And either you get it, you don't. And if you don't, then uh, be very, very careful because it's right here and it's really simple. You know, that's that's yeah. essentially the argument. So which I, I think is probably um, so most it, religions it probably is, say. It is an exclusivist religion. 
as we would be, as, as some atheists would describe us, right? They, it's the, the critique of yeah, some I mean, I like it is, to it's, think it's unifying, but, you know, I mean, it, 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 there, is a, the, there is the last prophet and there is the word, the living word of Allah. So, you know, there, there are those two things. So, and there, there's the argument that, it, that the previous Abrahamic faiths that are people of the book and they are okay being people of the book. So uh, and that's that's perfectly OK. But it, but the, their existence doesn't preclude doesn't preclude, preclude um, doesn't deny the, the existence and the forthcoming prophet to reveal the word of God. That's yeah. that's that's the I think that's the rub on not accepting Abrahamic faiths and Abrahamic lineage. And, the, and but there's no argument that says that the prophet could not come and, you know, and be the last prophet and be the last messenger. So that's yeah. the rub. Yeah. So well, and there's the rub there. How, however you, however you figure out, however you navigate to what extent the people of the book are grafted, uh, grafted into the Muslim faith. Right. But then if he's, if he really is the last prophet, then what happens to all the phases that came after that? Right. Um, it, that seems to be the, 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 the really where the rubber really meets the road as far as exclusivist versus non-exclusivist versus pluralist is if you, to, you know, if you believe uh, what are the implications for believing that Muhammad is the final prophet while still being a pluralist and recognizing that historically there have been a lot of other new phase um, that came after him. Yeah. Um, Well, it just, I mean, here's the thing. If you accept, even if you accept Muhammad as the prophet, last prophet, and you create a new faith, you still may not be accepted into the traditional, the tradition of the Ummah, right? So, and I'm a perfect example of that. The, the Ismaili faith was not con- considered Islam until 2004. Now, they, the faith claimed it, and there were some, yeah, there were sure. a lot of Muslims that accepted, but officially, all the scholars agreeing in, in mass, um, that that uh, that that there's the four Maktabs in, in for for Shia, the four schools in Shia, and the four schools in Sunnism are the mainstream Islam. So there's eight schools, right? And so that was not agreed upon until 2004. Uh, and that doesn't mean they weren't. It just means that there wasn't consensus, right? Yeah. So which is what you guys run into, or we run into with all faiths, right? Yeah. And so our sect came in after uh, and evolved really and highlighted really from the, the late part of uh, really the height of it is really like 800 to a thousand to 800 to like 1200 uh, is where the Ismaili population, the Ismaili faith was, was flourishing. Right. And was yeah. sort of the high point of uh, the golden age of Islam. So, so there's, there's, there's this, there's um, um, one of the high points in the golden age of Islam. So, so there, so you have, um, it's, it's, it's an interesting comment. So you, you, afterwards, how does, you know, the idea is to profess the word and then continue down that lineage forward. Right. And I always use the example of uh, like the Mormon church, right. The Mormon church is great. You know, they, you know, Moroni found, you know, revealed the books to, 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 to Joe Smith and they, they have their city on the hill, which is Salt Lake City. They have their state, right, Utah. And they're just powering through, you know, and, you know, and, and, and they're, 
the, you know, their religion. So um, Scientology, you got L. Ron Hubbard, and you and I dealt really a lot with the, the church of Scientology when we were in D.C., and they're just powering through. And so how does it's in, both religions are really interesting because you could be a scientist, a Scientologist and be a Christian or a Scientologist and be Muslim. So that's how they reconcile it. Yeah, that's that's their pitch is that it's um, it's it's like a catalyst to be a better whatever you already you, are. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So it's that's like, how so they you get around it. You could um, you could be a Scientologist so that you would be a better Muslim and I would be a Scientologist. Yeah. And I would which be a is Christian. which is such so a, good, a great, great, great angle. And then but but when it it's comes like baking to like soda. Mormonism, it, it's, it's completely it, different. It, it, it's the baking soda of uh, of religions. Multiple uses. You can use it in any product, right? The big yeah, 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 yeah. It's Armin Hammer. term pejoratively. Right? No, 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 so, no. No, no. This is, I know what this you're is, saying. This so, is terrible so, it's a, yeah. I mean, sorry, sorry if any Scientologists are, are offended by that, but if it's uh you know, it's, it, it's an Armin Hammer thing, right? It's, right. it's its own product, but it like, you can put it in toothpaste and you can put it in deodorant and it like, it's no, just, it you're, really, you're diversifying it, it, it the application it of it. And so yeah. if, yeah. if I've offended so, any Scientologist, that, no, so I, that's Scientology, I but, but that was kind of not, not with that metaphor, but. I'm just as, giving you a hard time. It's okay. No one's going to, if, if people, <laughs> that's the people way it offended, it's offended. It's not going to matter. So, <laughs> but when it comes to Mormonism, Mormonism says we're it and you need to be part of it. And that's how, but they yeah. get around it by when you die, everybody gets a world. And mm-hmm. when, if you're, your world has more bells and whistles, if you're Mormon and if you're not Mormon, they either retroactively convert you or you just get a world, but it's a really simple, small little world. Yeah. And so, so that's how they get around it. When it comes to Islam, it's difficult because it's not difficult, but the idea is, is that you're the living, Allah is still talking to you because you have the Quran. So mm-hmm. it, it, the problem that it becomes a little bit when you start interpreting the Quran, which is where then you get into these different schools, right? And then you get into you know, Wahhabism and then you, things go off the rails, right? To Al Qaeda and, you know, and the same thing, same problem that Christianity has, right? So you got the Aryan Brotherhood and you got all these guys doing all kinds of crazy stuff. So the problem is, is that if you don't have someone to interpret the word appropriately for present day, then everything can go off the rails, which is why the, the Ismaili faith gets, gets criticized because we have a a living imam, right? We have the, the Aga Khan. And who interprets the word for the day, right? And we have regular gatherings and, and then regular sort of judgments. Um, the Shia have that as well when it comes to like the Twelvers have the Ayatollahs. And then there's religious scholars within the, the Sunni faith that make judgments and then you, that they, they dole out their own Sharias, right? Yeah. So it's, it's, so the way it's difficult when it comes to navigating the future because we have a dynamic book that ties and and of course any every good muslim should have four right the, the quran the torah psalms and and the injal which may or may not exist which is the which is the new testament and you're supposed to have those four books which gives you enough to be able to make judgments and be a good jurist on what's happening in the future right and what's happening now and to govern your your life appropriately and to live the lifestyle so it, but the, the challenge, it becomes, I, I, so back, getting back to your comment, look, I think that there are multiple dimensions. I don't know if it's a pluralist view, 
But I think that an interdimensional being, a single, there's no, is I think a single interdimensional being can could inter, can inter, interface into our world, can in, can come into our world, and be talking specifically to us, and they would be amazing, and they can speak about the next dimension, and that dimension is heaven, and that's it. And the challenge is is that I think it's the same uniform narrative. I really do believe that. I, I believe in Abrahamic lineage, but I think the challenge is is that we have this interpretation once we get it, meaning man, it, it can go off the rails really, fairly fast, you know, and that's the problem. Just like you're at the, you're at the Baptist church and the one guy disagrees and says, you want to know what? I'm going to open up a barbecue down the road and I'm going to build myself a church. And that's going to be, you know, you know, that's happens. <laughs> it does. It does indeed happen. But you'd be smart if you opened up a barbecue with your church, because then people would come. Right. So, so my point to you is that it, it, it happens within your, within your faith. So the, I think the chat that, that you can't ever keep a faith static because we're evolving at, at such a, a, a vast rate. And especially with all this, these comms that are going on, you know, with, with uh, social media and so forth, that it's very, very easy to convince yourself. You want to know what? All this is nonsense. Let me just buy myself a house in the car and hang out. Yeah, yeah, no that that's a that's a whole other show in and of itself is kind of people opting Look, out I'm, of. I'm in the middle of faith. I'm in the middle of Ramadan. I'm in the middle of Ramadan. It's 15th Ramadan, so it's it's like I'm right at the midpoint, and I'm supposed to read the Quran from 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 front to back. And you know, there's parts of it I don't even know what it's. I'm starting, you know, I, and I like I said, I'm I'm good at those parts. I'm like, what are we talking about here? Like, What's you know? And I'm like, it's not, and, and, you know, and and I don't. I'm very judicious when I read, so. I, I might have read the, I might have read a surah a thousand times, but I look at it and I'm going, "What is going on here?" And I'm reading a I'm reading this. This I mean I, I'm gonna, this is I'm going to get slammed for this. I'm going to get slammed. So this is so I, I have my Quran that I have in my kitab holder book holder that's with my Janamas, which is okay. like I have a just some red Janamas that's been with me forever, right? And uh, and then I'm reading this one. I'm going to send this to you. You got to send me your address. Okay. I'll send you a copy. It's the Quran with references to the Bible. Yeah, that could be helpful. Be so I'm reading this and then I'm trying to read the passage how it relates. And I'm like, what? You know, and, and just, uh, just a line like his favor. I went down this rabbit hole on this one and I'm trying to figure out what it means in the, you know, cause, cause there's, this is what happens. You read something and it goes, it, James, Genesis, Daniel, Psalms, Isaiah, Isaiah, Revelation. I'm like, there's this many references to this one? <laughs> like, and, there's, and these guys made these references and I'm going, so then I have to get the, pull out the Bible and I have to go all the way because it's just one liner here. I'm like, what are they talking about in this one? You know? And then I'm, and I'm, and I'm, and I, but the problem is I'm, I'm editorializing. I'm like, well, I'm going through all this. I'm like James, Genesis, Daniel. I'm like, I like, I like Ezekiel. Let me go read the Ezekiel reference. You know, so that's what I'm doing. So you know, like I'm like, I like the Ezekiel. So I'm going to that and and figuring out what's going on. And in this one, it's it relates to Ezekiel 25. It's a. Uh, then I seize the ones who denied the truth. You like this one? And how terrible in like parentheses was my punishment. And then it goes down to Ezekiel 25, 17. I will execute great vengeance on them 
with wrathful punishments. Then, then they shall know that I am the Lord. And they, when I lay my vengeance upon them, what a terrible, these are two really terrible passages in certain, I mean, it's just terrible. <laughs> like, I just, like, you know, like, I, I'm like, what, what's going on here? So I went, so I read it, I went into Ezekiel and started reading this and I'm going, this is the same guy. It's the same, it's the same, you know, it, I think it's the same interdimensional being saying the same thing to the prophet that Ezekiel was hanging out with. Interesting. There's just, and, and, and that's why you say it's a pluralist view. I go, ah, maybe it sounds like a pluralist view, but I really don't. When I, when I talk about proof, even in, in the books so you, that I think you, are not think- corrupted. So you, you there think- is cl- clear, there are clear, there are clear parallels to the same voice. That's not Paul. That's definitely the guy that Ezekiel interacted with. So do you think, so you think there's interaction with a particular being that, that uh, also interacted with Ezekiel and interacted with Muhammad, as opposed to Muhammad having access to the old, the Hebrew Bible? Well, Gabriel, Gabriel is the one who revealed right, the Quran sure. to, to yeah. Muhammad, right? So, so that's 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 so. To me, this is a confirmation of the hierarchy. Okay. So, and and then you know, if you go to like I said, there's Genesis. You know, they they you know Genesis one sixteen eighteen. Now, I I know what the argument is against this. The argument is is that you can find any passage in the the Quran, any surah within the Quran, and then word search it within the Bible and find something and then say it's relatable. But then we go back to the read, read before and after that you and I always say, right. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's kind of unarguable um, how intertwined the narratives are, particularly the old Testament and the Quran. And then, I mean, cause you know, some of the stuff like with, with revelation, all this stuff is related and then I'm learning about books like what, the Zechariah, Zechariah, Zechariah. So I'm, I'm reading, like, I was like, what, where's, where, where did this one come from? So <laughs> like, 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 it's too many hey, books. Like hey, I'm, I'm all for the council of Nicaea. Let's just cut uh, this the whole thing in right. half. <laughs> like, get rid of them. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm all, I'm all for John reading more Bible. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, this is the thing, but we need to, I mean, you've got to, it, it's, I'm going to send a copy of this to you and I wish I could autograph it, but it's blasphemous to write in the Quran. So, oh, okay. um, all right. Hey, so I think uh, we've, this we've has been good. It. There is a God. This has been good. Yeah. And we've, we, we, our arguments are unique to each other, but yeah, um, that was interesting. That was, that was interesting to uh, hear how we, how we come at that question from uh, different angles. Why is my beard once this is the this is the this is the dark side and this is the light. It's really Oh, weird. I had not noticed that. What's going on with my what? beard? What is uh, <laughs> I can't. I guess it's like it's like Shatan Shatan which is the devil, right? And then right. this is like, you know, this is like Roshni. This is just the light. This is Andera, which is black darkness. Interesting. And this is Roshni. Yeah, the light. Yeah, it's really weird. <laughs> I'm, 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 this is the, you guys, this is the side that's saved. This is the side that isn't for you guys, for the Christians over there. They'll be like, it's, it's, it's happening before our eyes. 
half your face is, has experienced experiencing old age before the other half. I have no idea what's going on with my life, but it's, <laughs> it's funny because if I was talking to somebody like this, they go, Oh my God, that, that, that poor guy. But if I'm doing like this, <laughs> no, so if I'm going like this, it's like poor guy. 10 years older. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. What's... Okay. So, so did that, ha- did this happen while I was talking about did, whether God yeah, exists? Did it just did, happen? Yeah, did, it just, did it, did we capture it on zoom? <laughs> Yeah, I have oh, no that's idea. Funny. So, that's funny. All right. So, that's anyways, good. crossing. Good, I thought it was a good, decent crossing face situation. Yeah, so, this is fun. This so is God fun exists. We've we've agreed with that. Yeah. Is that the new title? That. God exists, and we need sandwiches Maybe. during the vaccine. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll put the title on that. That's good. <laughs> that's that's, that's they, more fun than my title. I, I had gone. What to do with atheism, metaphysics, science, and pluralism? But yours oh is God, a lot, yours is a lot better. <laughs> God eats sandwiches is what it should be, you know, a, a, a sandwich and a, a vac- vaccine sandwiches and God. All right. Anyways, I'll see you later, Bob. All Thanks right. for have a great one. Uh, we're at crossingphase.com and uh, YouTube slash or yeah, we're on YouTube, uh, crossingphase.com and crossingphase.com slash YouTube and anywhere you listen to podcasts. Bye bye.